With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conduit to Trouble Time, Judd Zolga, Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune, a sports columnist, uh, as always on the podcast. And Chip, let's uh, start off with the series just concluded, Twins and Yankees. Now, on Sunday afternoon, after the Twins came back and beat the A's, Chip Scoggins, mm-hmm. I threw down the gauntlet and I said, show me something, prove yourself, win two of three or sweep. Monday got off to a great start. Tuesday got off to a great start. <laughs> Uh, but, but ultimately, the Twins lose two of three to the Yankees. Your impression of a series that I really thought the first two games were fantastic, yeah. and game three was a letdown. Yeah, I thought there's a lot of tentacles to that <laughs> series. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously it was entertaining for drama. You can't beat it for a regular season of baseball. I mean, at least the first two games, and if you go back to the last game, or really the whole A series, it was epic. Um, Offense, scoring, back and forward, finishes, great plays. I mean, it had everything. Uh, game three was a total – I don't say it, it ruined it, but it, it. I thought it ended on a sour note the way Odorizzi pitched. I mean, he's an all-star pitcher. He got a chance to win the series against Yankees coming back from, you know, an epic loss. Yep. And he gives up nine runs in four innings. Yep. And it's just like the air to me kind of came – and I know they made it kind of a charge back to make it interesting, but – um, to me, it reinforces, and we've been talking about it ad nauseum, but uh, relief pitching, obviously, you got to have it, but, man, they need another starter, too. Mm-hmm. they got to have another starter because, like, if you – and it's not so much do they need it to win the division. I think they can still win the division. But if you're going into playoffs and you're playing the Yankees, you're playing Astros, you got one guy right now I think you would trust. Oda Rizzi is, after being, you know, awesome start, He's kind of gone back to being Jake Odorizzi. Can't we, can't we just get to a happy place with I know. him? You don't need to have eight Sandy Colfax starts, <laughs> but can you not, you know, yeah. be Terry Felton, too? Can, can we not get Jake? Can we not get you to a place where you can pl- pitch seven and give your team a chance and depart and doff your cap? And we don't, you know, it, yeah. you're not going to Cooperstown, but you're also not going to Rochester. Yeah, I mean, he like he had no answers last night. And no. Jake Cave didn't obviously help him in center field. With his adventures in, in the second inning, but but you, I think you mentioned it too, and you looked it up. We're so fixated on the bullpen, and rightfully so. But the starting pitching hadn't been great the last couple of weeks. I mean, like every guy's going five and a third inning and giving up four to you know three to five runs, which is it's just compounding the problem with the bullpen. And you know when you're asking your bullpen to get to, to go four innings or you know, three and two thirds, and you don't trust. You only trust one guy out there. <laughs> now all of a sudden, yep. and you're playing good teams. This is just not going to work in the playoffs. So that, 
if, if you're to say a wish list, and I don't even know if this is realistic, but I think they need to come out with two relievers and a, and a starter, a number two starter or one before the deadline. Yeah, and the starters, the problem is you, you won one of three against the Yankees. You should have won two of three. But the starting pitching, Martin Perez on Monday goes four. Kyle Gibson, and it was tough to watch because it was like a trip to the dentist chip, yeah. went five but gave, gave up the a five run. runs and yeah. it, and labored. I mean, that sure. was just a laboring. And then Odorizzi comes back on Wednesday and gives up nine runs in four. So a hundred pitches. Yeah, and basically. three. Yeah, and so three starting pitchers, and, and I get it, the Yankees are tough. But yeah. nonetheless, they're the type of team well, that you're going to have to get through. <laughs> and three starting pitchers in that, that three-game series, you know, have a 13.15 ERA. That's, yeah. That is – Right now, if you were to throw this team into a playoff series against Houston or especially New York with this pitching, you'd say they have no chance. Yeah. And you'd be right. I wouldn't say no chance because their lineup can score. I mean, you know. But the Yankees can outscore you 17-16. Yes. But if, if, if you get a – that's what I'm saying. If you if you get a starter, Brios – imagine if you went Baumgartner, Brios, and then you had totally Rodgers and a closer or, you know, that yes. type – then you're like, all right, with this offense, and it's a shame that because you maybe if you're the Yankees, you can do this because you have you know, but you cannot think, all right, we'll just score nine runs and win. I mean, it's just it's, in the playoffs, I don't know that that's realistic. And the Yankees, by, by the way, before the uh, deadline hits, what next Wednesday, yep. July 31st, they're going to go out and bowl. Sure, and, well, they'll, and, get, they'll get pitching for sure. Yeah. So you have to. And and the thing about it is I know the Twins are building something here, and I appreciate that. And the farm system has uh, been upgraded tremendously uh, since Falvey and Levine got here. I understand all of that. And I understand that they'd like to hoard these prospects if possible because someday this could be great. But all of that being said, Chip, 2019 in the American League is presenting you with an opportunity yeah. that you can't predict. The league's not good. The Yankees are very good. I think Houston. Very good. After that, the Twins are probably the third best team. Yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen in 2020, 21. The White Sox are probably going to improve a lot. And so I'm sorry, but if Derek Felvey has to wake up in 2021 and say, I wish I hadn't had to trade so-and-so because he's doing really well now, but you won in 2019, yeah. I don't care about who his problems. Who cares? Yeah. Like at that point, who cares? And I think I would just feel differently if – well, one, if you get the whole lineup back, you get Buxton and Crone, and now all of a sudden you got Sano swinging the bat better. If you have a full lineup where you're not having to put, you know, even Kepler in center field, who's not Buxton. I think something's wrong with him too. By yeah, the way. something he's not. The, his play in center field on this homestand, uh, starting because it was nine games, starting with the Mets last week, he's not this bad out there. No, something's up with him, well, and I don't know what. I mean, he had to sit because of an ankle. Maybe that's. Yeah, well, no, he he uh, oh, is his ankle. Or? No, in May he crashed into the fence against the Angels, which was a stupid play because because the Twins were up by like 14 runs and hurt his knee. That's what. Yeah, but my he, point yeah. is, my point is, he's not lingering. He's not this bad. No, he's no. he's looked he's looked really bad at times in center, and he's a good outfielder. Yes, he's not Buxton, but he's a. Decent but if you but if you get outfielder. Buxton back and you get healthy, yes, and now all of a sudden you add a a, a starter to where you can you know. Martin Perez, you can put him in a bullpen, whatever. Because I, I, I think at this point, Pineda's ahead of him. Yeah, no, he is. Right. Pineda, Pineda I think, is your second best pitcher right now. At, in the last couple of weeks, you know, you'd probably say that. Yeah. Um, but then and if you had a bullpen where Rodgers, a proven stud, 
who's either a closer or eighth inning. And then, I don't know who else would you trust at this point, but May? You've, I don't know. Chip, you've DFA'd four guys I since know. July 11th. I know. Who's your third? I mean, Mejia, McGill, Morin, Parker now. Yeah. They, and, and that's not, you know, that's not like trying to get them right. That's just giving you're up. Give, yeah, you're I mean, you're they, they can say all they want about, we liked all those guys and they no, didn't, didn't have options left. No, you basically, yeah. you carried out a bullpen hit on them <laughs> because they couldn't pitch. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to need two. Yeah. Um, and you you hope you can get Trevor May squared away. Um, I think I'd feel better then. You wouldn't feel like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this, this is a tall. I mean, obviously Yankees are going to be favored anytime you play them. Sure. But, but if you just reinforce that, because you feel like this lineup is going to hit their pitching. Yes. Yes. And this lineup is going – there are certain years where I, I will say that I feel the team's success is sort of fluky. Yeah. And I feel that if they get to the playoffs, they have no chance, in which case I'm fine with saying just make the trades. I don't care. This is not one of those years. No. This is one where and, – and this Yankee series in some ways to – Young uh, Derek Falvey is a gift, Chip, because it provided the roadmap. Yes. Like, everything you thought has been confirmed. You can score runs against the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. But so, so you can offensively yeah. try to match them or play with them. We've all said for how long now? Your bullpen's suspect, and you need another starter. That was confirmed completely. So every yeah. everything that they might have been thinking on Sunday afternoon before the series started... Starting on Monday night has come true. Yeah, and it's it's not like they came in here and just blew your doors off. And nope. you're like, then you would say, you know what? As much as we like this team, we're probably not in that that weight class with them. I mean, you know, if Taylor Rogers goes at that guy, when he's up one uh, one two, oh the nine hitter. Yeah, if he if he goes up, if he goes at him. They win that game. Yes. And now you've won two or three, and you feel like Tuckman is here. Yeah, you feel different about it, right? Oh, if they yes, if if the yeah. bullpen if the bullpen does their job on Tuesday night, we're, we're talking about it being too bad that they lost on Wednesday oh, as they went egg. for the yeah. sweep and and Jake laying an egg. You're right about that. But our feeling about this series now, but that's the way that the twin the twins need to see this as what did we glean and what they've gleaned whether they admit it or not, Chipper, is the fact that everything we thought is true. Yeah, reinforced. Yeah. As much as anything. So that's where I hope they're bold. And if, if, you know what, if they have to give up Lewis or the top prospect, at this point, I say go for it. I think what you do is I think you go to a team, the Giants. Now, now the Giants have been red hot. So there's, and Bochy's in his last year there. So there's controversy about if, they will pull the trigger. I think they have to yeah. because they're not going to win the no. World Series. Um, I think you go to a team like the Giants, though, and you give them a very viable offer for Bumgarner and Will Smith. Smith yeah. and, and you say, okay, this is serious. We're going to this is we're, we're going to come to you with something that you have to think long and hard about, not saying, hey, here's our 12th best prospect sure. and the yeah, Giants hanging up the phone. They're going to laugh at you. So last week, both of, uh, both of us said, we would trade Sano. Has your thinking changed? Still would pull the trigger in a second. You would? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. In fact, now... Depending on what you get. In fact, now, more than ever, because now, a, a week ago, I, I think I was contemplating what could you get for him, mm-hmm. but if somebody takes this hot streak seriously, there was, I, I guarantee you, for the rest of his life playing baseball, there was always going to be something that's wrong. 
Like he'll go yeah, through really yeah, hot streaks, yeah. but you'll get to spring training, he'll get hurt. He'll pull mm-hmm. something. You'll get to spring training, he'll be he'll have yeah. gained. I I can I can almost guarantee you that unlike Ortiz, he's never going to find God. And if he has, let's say, this unbelievable year, let's say a 2020 hits 40 home runs, yeah. 2021 spring, he's going to show up at. 315. No, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. It's just always something. Yeah. So yes, I would trade yeah, him. You might I would trade him in now. a heartbeat. And by the way, your offense, your offense can take that trade. Yes. I mean, the way he's swinging it now, you would it obviously would Right, but you're not, hurt but I'm you. saying you're not crippling. You can survive it. You're not crippling yeah. yourself and if it gets me the pitching I need to try to to win a World Series? Yeah. How, how about you? What would you do it? Pro- if it, if it takes if you had to include him in to get Baumgartner or Smith part of the package. I, I would now, because the pitching is a bigger. Uh, you've you've got to you've got to fix that. Yes, and if it, it's they're not going to do it for free, so there's going to be some pain involved in fixing it, right? Yes. And what you have to give up. So, um, but yes, I think I wonder so, would I scope this. have any value in a no. trade? Well, you could throw him into it, but he yeah, he he would not because no. of the way your eyes is. I mean, oh, and you play him. You play him every day. Have you? Um, among pop-up guys who you had never heard of, essentially, until they either joined, let's say, the Vikings or the Wolves ba- oh, or the Wild sport? or the Twins, how many arises? Chip, I don't think I had heard of him until he came up. <laughs> I hadn't. And the the We're, damnedest thing was, on Monday, playing third base. We made a catch last night. That was. Oh, I know. But, I mean, at the, you could plug him in. He could play anywhere. Yeah. He can flat-out hit. Well, think about just well, – the kid just has it, right? Because on the triple play – Yep. Even how many veterans would have stepped on the bag and thrown the first? Well, and post game, he Arise and Scope both talked about the fact, and it, it was murky about who told whom what. But they, but Scope said that he told the kid, "If it comes to you, you got to bring it to me." But still, it's one it thing does. to say that, one thing to oh, do it. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Oh no, I am. I mean, just I'm his reaction, like his his, his confidence to say, "I'm going for three here," you know, yeah. versus I think to make that throw. Yeah, and to make it um, so. Yeah, I mean, like beginning of the year, where was he on the prospect list? I'd have to go back and look. I mean, was anybody even talking? He got called up, and I'm like, who? And I I had to look him up, and, and I think they drafted him in the international draft in like 2014 yeah, or something. Yeah. But um, this kid has been phenomenal. But to uh, yeah, so go back you, to your question, if I could trade if, – if somebody said make Sano the focal point of a package for pitching, and, and so now Lewis and Kirloff are out yeah. of the package. Oh, yeah, then you, yeah. And if Sano is, hey, you know, we love him. I'm trading him. Yeah, I, I think I would too. Just because it, it, he is somebody that you could has value now, yeah. and that would help you get. I'm still. I'm also convinced that that his new adjustments are going to be adjusted to by opposing pitching here pretty quickly. Yeah, and and I think every time that Sano's adjusted to, he literally needs time and somebody to come tell him. I mean, some guys are just really, really smart athletes and mm-hmm. can they they can adjust pretty quickly themselves. I think the next time Sano's adjusted to, then he's going to need them to come, then he's going to go into a deep funk again and need them to come back to him and be like, here's what you need to do. And then it, it's going to be a continuing game of cat and mouse that he's always going to be slightly behind on. Yeah, and I don't disagree that there always might just be stuff that pops up. You know, whether it's injury or or just ineffectiveness or whatever. Right. And so, but it, it goes back to if you're going to really, you know, do something significant to improve yourself, you're going to have to give up somebody you like. Yeah. Is there, like, they're not just going to do and it that's my question. for free. I think they're going to, but I'm not positive of that. Well, 
John, can you imagine if they do nothing? Or if they just do something? I mean, this town is going to turn toxic quick. And it should. Like next Thursday, if they don't, if they haven't done anything dramatic. Don't you think it should? Heck yeah. I mean, those that spike in attendance, I'm not saying it's going to go back the other way, but people are going to be livid. And with, they with, should be. And, and they should be. So if, Falvey talked to the uh, media during the course of the game last night. I think it was in the second, which was sort of, <laughs> sort of comical because he's he's in a back room doing a press conference watching the game. And when Jake Cave misplayed that ball, yeah. uh, I think it was Jake Cave's misplayed. Derek like, Derek just stopped talking and like looked at the TV and like shook his head. And it, it was it was more telling than anything that, yeah. that he could possibly articulate to us. Um, but but I did ask. I said. In a roundabout way, is anybody untouchable? Are, are there guys, I think my phrasing was, that you hang up the phone when asked about? And he claimed no, but I still, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, in my heart of hearts, do I think that Royce Lewis or Kirloff or Gratterall is going to be traded? I really don't. Um, but I'm with you, too. If they come back, if we're doing this podcast next week and they've picked up a, my, uh, a major a league Parker. bullpen. Uh, yeah. yeah, if they've if they've picked up Blake Parker's re- replacement and his name is Parker Blake, <laughs> that's not going <laughs> to yeah, do much for. Right. I, this town should be extremely upset. And again, it goes back to your circumstance. Your circumstances. Your league's not very good. You've got every opportunity to compete. If mm-hmm. this was a league with eight great teams, you might be. You might say, yeah, yeah I don't think so. Yeah, and I still think you know. Well, look at me. Look at their. Bullpen right now. I saw a tweet. I can't remember who did it. They they had all the. That's not a beer, by the way. <laughs> you crack one of it. I wish I. It drove you to drink, huh? Yes, yes exactly right. <laughs> Let me um, tell you something. I, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's it's. I don't think there's any question that they have to do something because they just this bullpen is not a. It's not legitimate right now. No, they're admitting it by DFA. Who's their eighth inning guy? Uh, Ryan Harper. Had become. I know. No, don't give me that look. I'm with you. I keep telling everybody when they ask me questions. I agree with all of you, right? And and here's the thing too. There's a bin of guys who who I think deserve more. Nelson Cruz, thirty nine now, thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe, but I mean, he signed. He signs here. He's done everything expected. He deserves a chance to compete for a World Series championship, right? Mm-hmm. Marvin Gonzalez. He's won one, but he's done everything expected. And I realize that that he blew it on Tuesday. Taylor Rogers, though, deserves more here too. Yeah, because they are basically beating him into the ground. That's the fear. It's not fair. And he is he has taken himself and made himself a very good bullpen arm. But to do what they're doing now, yeah, is it and it's irresponsible. And what frustrates me about this is this is a team that seems to harp on responsibility. You know, player rest, right? Take your nap, right? (laughs) Like, I'm not going to play you today. And I'm, listen, 2019, God bless you. But then there's these other predicaments and situations where they're like, okay, Taylor, you're the, you're all we got. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. So so pitch two innings. That's speaking of which, why is, why didn't Kepler, was that a a, a scheduled day off? Why didn't they start him in center last night? I I guess the Yankees. I don't know. I'm telling you, I think he's hurting. Well, he, he looks like he plays the outfield like something's not right. I that, I'm guessing privately because would you really give him a day off against the Yankees? No. And put Jay Cave out in center? Mm, hell no. When you're trying to win a series? No. So I, I would I would guess that he's a scheduled day off for Max Kepler makes perfect sense. Not against the Yankees. not against the Yankees. I'm do, with, it, no. do it this week sometime. No, I but but I'm telling you, he's not this bad in center field. Yeah, like he has been a. 
adequate replacement for Buxton, who's all-world previously. This homestand, he looked he had trouble throwing the ball at the time. He spiked the ball against the yeah. Mets in game one of that two-game series. He literally Something spiked the ball on. into the ground. Yeah. He's a major league player. What did I wasn't there yesterday. What did Rocco say on Buxton? Is he going to come back this series, or what, what are we doing? Okay, let me... Let I me, know his teeth are... Let me run through that for you. Because, you know, Chip, we... Um, <laughs> Byron's doing great, first of all. Yeah. Byron's doing fantastic. In my best, Rocco. Byron's doing great. You know, he worked out today. He's, he's doing fan. I mean, we are really hopeful on We're going to find it here in a while. Buck, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? He is Rocco. Rocco Balde, I swear to God, he went through the National Football League washer for, like, how to talk. <laughs> That's right. Everything's like, Buck's doing great. Buck's coming back as soon. Uh, you, do you think Buck comes back tomorrow? We're going to wait and see. Yeah. Give me 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> 24 to 48. He's the Kevin Warren of the Twins. <laughs> it's like everything can't. So they claim he's coming back soon, but you thought he'd come back for this series. I am. I will. When it comes to guys on the Twins who are hurt, I will. Be, I believe they'll be back when I see their their bodies, the yeah. their flesh and blood on the field. And that's when so I'm he he had surgery for the wisdom teeth because he. I have no idea why. I, I can't. He had a passive, probably concussion protocol for you can have surgery on a wisdom teeth. I would guess, right? Oh, would it be? Well, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. But he had wasn't his wisdom teeth on four? Friday. On Friday, last Friday, he had his wisdom teeth out, which Rocco uh, volunteered up on. Was it on Tuesday? Okay, I think it was on Tuesday. So, so yeah, that, that takes a little bit of time to recover, I guess. I don't, but I, I don't know because ordinarily you schedule your wisdom teeth to be pulled, and it would seem odd unless... They put you under for that? i, I got to imagine if you're having yes, concussion symptoms, they're not they going to put you under for I don't, surgery. But the whole thing is odd. Yeah. I don't... I don't... Uh, I won't claim to understand exactly what's going on here, yeah. but I will believe that he's going but to play two things. It was when, concussion. when I see him play. Yeah, it was concussion and wisdom teeth. And poor, poor Byron. I know. It's <laughs> always... And it... The reason I don't feel bad for a Miguel Sano chip is I feel like his problems are self-induced. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, and I get I get it. It wasn't his fault that his um his foot got cut or his yeah. Achilles got cut. But it just feels like a lot of Miguel's problems. He didn't he come bring to the on. twins right away. He had a surgeon. Down yeah, there exactly. Yeah. With Byron, it literally what's next? Chickenpox. I know. I hope I know. to God he's had chickenpox. <laughs> Because, like, every malady that Game could, one of the playoffs, he's not available. Yes, every malady that could come over this guy seems to... I know. They, I mean, man, do they need him. Oh. You never, and I didn't think I would say it, like, absolutely. in that, that forceful at the beginning of the year, but his absence is big-time noticeable. How, how many players have you seen in your time watching the sport, and we really see this, obviously, in football and basketball? For sure. But how many team, how many athletes have you seen in baseball who are what I would call difference makers, literally as athletes? Mm-hmm. So I'm not just, you know, there have been some guys who are pain in the ass of the plate. Okay, yeah. you know that guy's tough to get out. I get that. But I'm talking about like a, a, a basketball player. Everything they do impacts the game. That's sort of Buxton to me. Yeah. If he and gets on base, he's a pain in the ass. In the outfield, even, he he is he is what I would call in baseball. A terrible matchup guy. Yeah. Because who's your matchup for Byron Buck? Sure. Well, he's, he's going to catch everything. Yep. And so he makes your defense infinitely better. But even like when he like, – he, how many singles for most guys does he turn into a double? I mean, he had how many doubles this year that probably should have been singles? Yep. Well, and how many balls does or, he catch standing up where the Aaron Hicks dive yeah. and Tuesday's game two? He just runs that down. He just catches it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a nice catch, mm-hmm. but with Aaron Hicks, everyone's like, what a catch of the year. Yeah. I heard someone say, catch of the year. Byron Buxton's made that catch in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, I mean, 
getting him back, and I think getting Chrome back, you're going to feel better because they just haven't had their full lineup in how long? With guys coming in and out? with Not very much. I mean, not very much. It's been right. one thing after another. And so, um, but as we were talking about earlier, in terms of like the pressure for them to do something, they're on record pace to hit home runs, right? Yes. And it's a record because this doesn't happen every year. There's no guarantees. If you're like paralyzed, oh, I don't want to give up the prospect or whatever, there's no guarantees that Nelson Cruz is going to continue. I mean, at some point you're going to hit a cliff. Yep. That Polanco's going to continue to be, you know, there's no guarantee he's going to hit 315 next year. This would be turning your back on a special season. Yeah, yeah. That's what it would be, 100%. This, this would be... This would be the same exact, or not exact, this would be the same type of mistake that uh, the Nationals made a few years back, if if you recall, when they shut Steven Strasburg down, mm-hmm. and their GM at that time said, well, we'll be back in the playoffs a lot. That's a hubris that no one should have. And this, you know, this Jake Odorizzi that we're seeing right now might be Jake Odorizzi for the full season. Yeah. And not... Oh, yeah, I would not... You, saw, you can't count on that. No, clearly. You can't. So... It's not the same, Chip Scoggins. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, and and I don't even know if I'm upset about this. I'm really not. But when the Minnesota Vikings and when you and I were covering the team would report to Mankato, and guys would pull up in the uh, Gage <laughs> Center parking lot and bring out their you know their um, their their uh, beddings and TVs, TVs fans and fans and all that, there was a a finality about the fact that football season w- was here, and there was a shared dread among, <laughs> I really think, the media and the players of, here we go again. TCO Performance Center, it just doesn't feel like training camp starts. No, it doesn't. It, it It's a weird feeling after having spent, you know, making the drive down 169 so many years and, and you know, guys riding their bikes around campus yep. and versus just walking off and getting in their cars and driving to the hotel where they're staying at now it's just a totally different i think one just going away somewhere somewhere like you're being secluded for an actual camp i think that makes it feel different but yeah you're staying in you know when it was mankato and staying in dorm you don't want to like wax poetic but it 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 had a totally different vibe than you're at the team facility and fans are way far away and they're being basically bussed over from the hotel and so it doesn't feel anywhere near like how it used to be where this is actually like you said the start of of the season where now it's just kind of guys report the other thing is like you have some guys report three days early the rookies and the quarterbacks and so it's kind of a soft launch to yes whatever happened to the days where the guys like oh like steve hutchins says i hated that drive down 169 but but in in retrospect now that was the magic yeah in retrospect i now realized that as much as you dreaded that drive, it also created this football season is here, here we go. And yeah. now it's sort of, as you just said, you know, everyone's sort of far away in Egan, and yep. you drive out to Egan, and then you go home. It lacks the feel. Yeah, it, it does. And and I can't believe I'm complaining no, about I mean, how not many, going to Mankato, but I'm complaining about not going to Mankato. I mean, how many days would you stand on that field in Mankato and like, oh, this is torture. It's hot. Do you remember the football practice is, remember the is kind practice? of mind numbing, right? The 2010 practice, the fire one, the hottest. It was one of the muggiest days I think we ever covered. Yeah, and that's the one where where 
all of a sudden it was the Wills and oh, Brzezinski yeah. and Spielman and Childress paying no attention. Like these people that ordinarily are taking yeah. notes during practice. Or not even together. They're huddled. They're huddled, <laughs> not even watching practice because they really thought Favre was not coming back. And I just remember yeah. how hot it's the air. You could yeah. cut the air that just, day. Just sweat and corona from every point. Yes, you were. <laughs> No limes because you won't drink no That's limes right. corona, but yes. Yeah, but it is, and it's like, you know, football practice to me, it's about 10 minutes of it is where it's actually like exciting. We're in the yeah. goal line or when it's full team drill. Otherwise, when they're doing individuals or seven on seven, you're like, man, this is, this is not, there's not a whole lot here going on. Although, you know, it was incredible. Tavares Jackson against Cones in seven on seven. <laughs> Was unbelievable. <laughs> if there were garbage cans on the field, Tavares would be in Canton. How many times did we write that story? <laughs> oh, how many stories? I I've tried to regale people with the, with the amount of times that we wrote stories. It looks good in seven oh seven. About I remember that there was one day that we called the we called the sports desk at the Star Tribune and said that we had to um, not write what we were going to write as the main. Because Chris Cook had picked off three passes in practice, <laughs> and we were convinced that this was the greatest thing ever. And so I think we wrote this big Chris Cook might have arrived feature. How many guys fooled you? Chris Cook fooled me. Jamar Johnson. Troy Williamson yeah. totally fooled me like twice. Yeah. Jamar Johnson. Poor Jamar Johnson. <laughs> he was fast. He. Oh, yeah. Troy. I mean, Troy. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was the year before you got on the beat in like 2000. Because did you start 2008 with me? Seven. 2007? No, eight. eight okay, eight, yeah. Eight. So it was, oh, you know what it was? I think it was Childress's first year, because that was Troy's last year, so 06. Troy comes off the field of practice day one and just opens up, a, you know, just yeah. spills his guts about everything that's gone wrong and how it's going to be different. And Seifert and I are like, this is unbel- <laughs> this is really good stuff. This is uh, and, of course, that didn't work out. <laughs> the picture with his eyes closed. Okay, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that was either – that. well, wait, that might have been 2006 or seven because his last year was seven then. Yeah. Because he dropped the ball in Denver yeah. to end the uh, – I think that was the oh, seven season. Seven, yeah, the game he, that he they wasn't went there into. when I was there. But, uh, yeah, there was there, – there's a handful of guys who had me convinced. Well, it happens every I, – I heard uh, Stefanski was talking about – he had his press conference yesterday. He was talking about – some guy here today, or some guy this camp is going to surprise us. He said we we sort of have ideas, but some some guy's going to pop up out of nowhere and surprise us. And it's like that's where you get fooled, right? You think this, oh yeah, you see something and guy flashes, and it's like, eh. is it just training camp or is it really something? You know. Well, that's the thing is never believe anything you. Oh, see Mr. Mankato with cold. <laughs> yes, never believe anything you see with cones on the field or garbage cans or shorts in shorts. Here's my question. And ultimately, the answer is not going to uh, matter because the guy's a bust. Is Treadwell now going to put together another halfway decent camp and convince people that he's? And I think we're all I think we're all now uh, callous enough to Laquan yeah. that we won't believe it. But I'm curious on that one because I mean, the, I, well, one I think you're going to see a lot of BB. I think he makes a team and has a bigger role. And two, you're going to see a lot of two tight ends. Yes, I agree with, with that. Rudolph and Irv Smith. Yes, and so. How much does he even get on the field at this point? And and does Do trust he make the 53? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could get a seventh-round pick for him or not, but there's got to be a chance that he doesn't make the roster. Yeah, unless he – I mean, he's going to have to have a good camp, I would think, because – But then again, he might ha- have a good camp because could. I could see him. He has yeah. looked impressive in practices at times. Yeah. 
But every time he does, it then Kirk tries to throw him a ball in Green Bay and I mean, what, he if tips he, it up in the air. If he doesn't make it, how much money, you know, dead money is it? All that I don't know the financial. I think at this re- point it's not that bad. So you, you don't gain a lot by cutting him, but you also you don't I, lose I think a lot. Yeah, sort of yeah. I mean, I mean, it'll be one to watch, but I think I, I mean, you wonder how much even he's going to be on the field at this point. But the answer should be very little. Yeah, there's a, I tell you, Judd, there's for as much. Part of it is that we've been distracted by the Twins, mm-hmm. and, and you know, just a great series. But, um, and I wrote this last Sunday. Man, there's like, it feels like there's some serious urgency to this season. Like underlying, like nobody's saying, ah, oh, this team's got to get to the Super Bowl as their bust. But, like, the clock is ticking very fast on this whole regime and this whole. Because think about it, like that that core group of veterans, Everson Griffin. Linval, Barr, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rose, Trey Waynes, Kyle Rudolph—they've been together a long time, yep. long for you know NFL standards. And it's like they're not going to be together forever. I mean, at some point they're going to start breaking this team apart. I mean, you know, if Everson doesn't have a great year, he, I mean, he took a pay cut to come back. This could be his last year of team. Rudolph doesn't have a lot of guaranteed money after this year. Can you afford both Waynes and Xavier Rhodes next year? No. You know. I mean, Limbaugh's going to be, what, 31 or 32? Yep. Your left tackle's 31, going to be 31. So um, it's like, man, it's like now or never. For, and, and, and after this year, Cousins is going to be in a contract year. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and if he doesn't uh, – if he isn't more successful in 2019 than he was in 2018, you're just going to say, you draft a quarterback. okay, you, yeah, you write you're going to play out the contract and then draft a quarterback. You're right. Well, and the interesting thing is, so – Going in a year ago at this time, I think the perception nationally was Super Bowl or bust. Mm-hmm. But that was the media perception. That yeah. was a league perception. I think to your point where you're right is that is not the perception now. But I think internally it has to it be. It has to be, yeah. I looked. Which, I which my question is this. Is it more pressure when it's all internally because really, well, they, they feel it. I mean, they but, know, but they, I'm just saying nationally now, yeah. nobody. Th- this does set up well for Zim uh-huh. because he can se- he can sell his favorite line, which is nobody Nobody's believes. talking about you. But I am curious from the Wills to Rick to Mike, there has to be a f- to your point the feeling of it's go time or this is all gonna well, player wise at least if not more it's gonna blow up because they were gonna be lame duck years Spielman and and, and Zimmer. Now, they, they picked up their options, so they have two years. That's just a buyout. And they said, oh, we believe him and everything. Well, if you did that, you give him a five-year deal. Correct. You wouldn't just pick up an option. And Correct. so if this team goes wins eight games, seven games, and doesn't win the playoffs, which I don't think they will. I think they're like a 10-win team. If the, but if, if they, if they, don't, yeah, if they miss know. the playoffs again, there's going to be some real hard conversations being had, I would think, internally. If they don't have a lot of guys get hurt and they win eight games and, and Cousins busts again yep. and Kubiak does not make the difference that we expect him to make, you're, you'll see changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know but, that Rick, and I know that the Wilfs love Spielman, but I don't know at some point in time, too, that they're not going to say the one thing, and this is not all your fault because t- uh, Teddy got hurt, unfortunately, but you never found a quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird is, I, so I, when I did a call, I was looking at all these the betting websites, online betting, like odds, mm-hmm. Super Bowl odds. I don't think I found maybe one or two. Most had them outside the top ten in terms of odds to get to the Super Bowl. So they're not nationally, 
at the forefront like they were a year ago this time. No, no, that that's my yeah, that's my question is everything you're talking about now more so is internal. Yeah. Oh, without doubt. Like yeah. the Super Bowl or bust now would be in their minds in in Egan, but the media nationally is now but bailed on them. And the thing is, and maybe this is just because I'm here and I have the bias of being here and seeing them. I still think I would probably pick them to win the division. Really? I think Chicago. I think Chicago takes a step back. I think they take a step back. I'm not a big Trubisky guy. I think a lot of, I mean, their defense is obviously awesome. But I, I think a lot of things broke right for them last year. Yeah, well, the defense scored a lot of points, which you can't, you can't count, count on. on. And I just, I, maybe Trubisky takes a big step this year. I just, I feel like he's, I don't know. I, I still have some doubts about him. Packers, I guess a lot of people will probably put them. But I don't know, man. I, I think the Vikings. Green I, Bay improved its defense. Now, the, the uh, decision that they made a couple of days ago to let Mike Daniels go, it to me, weird. is a curious one because the timing doesn't make sense to me. There's there's more there than I think we know. But they've improved their defense, and if LaFleur and Rodgers can get on the same page, that could be dangerous. But my problem is I've been saying Who, that. You pick the Packers to win? I don't know. No, because I've been I've been trying to, you know, rationalize that the Packers are going, are going to bounce back for like three years now. Yeah. So I'm basically done. The thing that intrigues me about the Bears, and I, as good as they were in Nagy's first year, the stories that I continue to read out of Chicago about how he's like drilling in, never forget the Philadelphia loss, never forget the misfield. Like he's, yeah. deci- he's decided to take a remember the negative to succeed approach, which if this was 1996, I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But today's athlete well, d- does not I, – I don't know. Like the they don't believe approach yeah. is challenging you. But when your coach – when a coach continually brings up something that went incredibly wrong, the, yeah. is, that a, yeah, is I, that a good strategy? I don't know. Yeah, they just, And I don't know that it's submarines, but I'm just – I'm very – I'm perplexed by this. It's interesting because um, I've seen people pick the Bears, think that they're the clear best team. I've seen people think the think Packers are clear best team. I've seen – I think it was who's it USA Today was it yesterday or the other day they had the Vikings win in the um, sure. the division. This is this is the first year in, in a while for me where I haven't felt like 100 percent conviction like this team's the best team and and you might be wrong but but you feel that but way. but you feel that way yeah I, yeah like I, I can make a case for all of them I just think and like I said maybe it's because I see the Vikings and I think I think last year was a product of not so much. Well, it was the offensive line. There's a lot of dysfunction on offense, um, and Kirk. But I, I just think they're going to be better this year. Well, and let's not for- forget too that there is a clear path now outlined. When Zimmer teams have expectations, they aren't as good. Yeah. And there's something to that. I'm sorry, but there's it's something, happened too many times. There's something to that. Yeah. When, when you go, when you yo-yo like his teams do, and every time people are like, "Okay, you're not that good," they come back. There's something that galvanizes this team when people be, and, and they are talented too. Yeah, but the but the key component here, and Chip, I can't tell you, is Cousins. Well, I think Cousins and Kubiak. If Kubiak is as good as we think he is in terms of like just creating a system that makes that brings out the best in people, then it, and maybe it doesn't work. Maybe Cousins is just this who he is in right. big games and tough spots. He just doesn't. Flourish, which was interesting. That did you see Sandoz yes. ranking the and, quarterbacks? And he was in the third tier, and he was was he third? Yes, no, he was the top of third tier, at like sixteen. 
Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, I can't remember the like, but he was definitely third tier. And everything the unnamed executive said was spot on. I know everything that they said was absolutely spot on. And Kirk Cousins, but you know what, Chipper? When they signed him, I said I thought that I I would put I would always put him outside the top ten, but not drastically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's him. Yeah. And, and I do think that the mistake that they made last year was they signed him and said. Live up to the contract. Yeah. And he doesn't, he can't do that. Or we probably, outside we said that too. Like you're thinking, whether it's fair or not. 28 million a year. When you're getting that kind of money, that there's there's an assumption that you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to make everyone around you better. And they went through one year and they said, you know what? We better make the conditions perfect for Kurt, which is weird when you're paying a guy that kind of money to say, but it's like, at this point they have to. They had to get, you know, you, and it, you know, the line was a mess. I think Bradbury is going to be good for him, kind of solidify that. I don't know how much better, but they'll be better. Yes. And But I think the system and getting Kubiak in here and getting the system that works for him. Yep. Because he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not one of these top guys. He's not going to ad-lib you to nope to the playoffs in the championship. I mean, nope. He's just not that type of quarterback. Nope. Nope, he's not. And no, but what, what – Sando's piece on the quarterback uh, tier rankings had I thought was absolutely perfect, and mm-hmm. that's Cousins, and that's who who he is. And if you know that, that's fine. You know what, Chipper? It's weird. Since we've covered this team, and I don't know if this is a byproduct of an organizational philosophy, if it's Rick Spielman, but have you ever noticed that when it comes to the Vikings, the one thing that amazes me because they don't learn from it is they think good fortune is they're smart sometimes and they get and they get too full of themselves keenum yeah nice signing right nobody could have seen that coming though no and and that was a career year and it's almost like the vikings were like well now we can find quarterbacks and it's like instead of instead of saying okay we think cousins is better but we still know and we're going to pay him way too much but we still know He's not that good. Yeah. Like the Vikings have always taken what I consider to be, and it's not that they can't find talent. They can, but it's always, they they seem to take good fortune and act like, well, now we figured it out. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Get it. You don't get it. You, yeah. you know? Well, I think part of it is they just years of neglect of the offensive line. Yeah. But, it, you know, that's like Rick's thing of, I can find linemen. No, you can't no, find linemen. Yeah. And, and when one was presented, you know, and... All right, you take Mike Hughes last year, first round, cornerback. I've always said take cornerbacks first yeah. round because you need really good cornerbacks. But then you got to trade back up in the second and round, get a, yeah, and get Will Hernandez or something. Well, it's just. But I think that's where maybe the light bulb went on this year, where they they realized, hey man, this is a major major problem that if we don't address, we're going to be out of a job. It went on though because they get kicked. It goes on when they get kicked in the face. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need to get kicked in the face? Yeah. Well. If if Mike Zimmer's going to get his way and get Mike Hughes, then Rick Spielman has to say, I got to I got to bail on a lot of draft picks to get back up in that second round. Yeah. Because when that run starts, and O'Neal might be a nice player, I don't know, but he wasn't what you needed for that no. team. And when you invest all, and you and by the way, you watched every one of Cousins' snaps, so you knew what he was capable of. Mm-hmm. Like nothing Cousins did should have surprised you. Yeah, I think they thought get him in here, surround him with good defense, mm-hmm. get him in it. He's going to be even better. And that's probably that's that was a mistake. Now they realized, hey, we got to run the ball. We got to get 
the right infrastructure around him. We got to get the right system around him. Do you know the plays that he ran well or the system he did well in Washington? And so maybe they're learning that from those mistakes. They repeat the mis- they repeat the same mistakes a lot as far as not not as far as players go or positions go all the time, but as far as decisions go though. It, it's yeah. really weird to watch. Yeah, it's going. Hey, this this season is going to be fascinating because it's yes. It feels like a ten win team to me, Judd. Nine ten. I have no feel for them. I don't know until I see how Kubiak's yeah. offense impacts Cousins. Well, their defense is going to be good enough to win. To, yes. to win a certain amount of games. Yes, and, and I don't think they're going to be bad. But my point is, like, if you say they feel like a nine win team, or you say they feel like a twelve win team, I really have a trouble saying I think yeah. you're wrong. And I think and it's in the NFL, that's a huge. Discussion. And I think because this this division is. Is good, yeah. Outside of Detroit, obviously, but I mean, you, you talk about the Bears, Packers, and I mean, yeah, you can make a case for those all three being, you know, playoff teams, and they're not all three going to be because something's going to happen, injuries, whatever. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I think I'd pick the Vikings to win the division, but I don't. I'm sure guys in Chicago probably say the same thing there, and Packers are probably saying the same thing there. But I can see those other two teams. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be neck and neck right down to the wire with those three. All right, Kato, it's a trouble. Uh, we are done here. Appreciate you listening. Back next week, uh, Scoggins and Zolgad. We will uh, talk soon.